It's time now for St. Mary Healthline. Your health is your most precious asset, and every Wednesday at 9 a.m., you can tune in for advice on how to better manage your health. Hear about important medical issues from the doctors and professionals across all service lines from St. Mary Medical Center. So without any further ado, it's time now for the St. Mary Healthline. Good morning. Welcome to the St. Mary Healthline here on WBCB. Great to be with you as we get to meet some of the medical professionals from St. Mary Medical Center. And if you'd like to learn a little bit more about what we talk about here on the show, you can always go online to stmaryhealthcare.org. But today we are joined by Dr. Patricia M. Zayner, a urologist at St. Mary Comprehensive Urologic Specialists. We're here in her office today. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. How are you feeling today? Not too bad on this lovely day. This is exciting to be here uh, this morning. And we always find out great stuff, pass along important information to our listeners. That's what we do on the St. Mary Healthline, and we are really delighted to have Dr. Zayner with us. We're going to be talking about urinary incontinence, but before we get to our topic at hand, doctor, what brought you here to St. Mary Medical Center? What's what's your story? Well, I grew up in New Jersey. I went to undergrad and medical school at Rutgers. Garden Stater. Exactly. So close to home, close to family. I did my fellowship at the Cleveland Clinic and knew that I wanted to come back to the area. I did my residency at Jefferson, so this was familiar to me. So we knew that we wanted to come home and raise our family and be a member of the community here at St. Mary. Well, it's great to have you here with us today on WBCB, and uh, wonderful to have you here, part of the St. Mary community. Um, what is urinary incontinence? I mean, you have to go, right? Pretty, pretty much that's it? Right. When you got to go, you got to go. So that's my specialty. I treat men and women with urinary incontinence. Uh, urinary incontinence is that involuntary leakage of urine that you don't want to experience. It's when you can't get to the bathroom in time. You feel like you got to go to the bathroom and it just comes out. It could also be when you leak when you cough or when you leak when you cough or sneeze it's very uncomfortable it's not what you want to happen so is it any time that leakage comes out that you don't want it to exactly it w- would be defined as urinary incontinence which i i would imagine falls under a whole bunch of different scenarios correct it's when you don't want it to happen it's happening all right so um what are some of the reasons for um I mean, I guess that's like opening up a whole, that's what we're talking about here today. I mean, what are some of the reasons? People lifting, exertion, is it um, like waking up at night, that type of thing? I like to break it down into two different kinds of incontinence. The leakage when you're laughing, coughing, sneezing, lifting things, that's what we call stress incontinence. Um, That's one kind of leakage. And the other kind of leakage is when you just can't get there in time. You put your key in the door and you feel like you got to go and it just comes out. I mean, it's so weird sometimes, right? Like, I mean, I I don't think there are times when I've got the key in the door scenario. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I, you know, if I go back and I think about how much water I've had or how often I've used the, the toilet that day, it doesn't seem like it's it should be an emergency, but it really feels like that. Agreed. And that's why it's so difficult for patients and they feel very distressed by it. And it's not something that you need to live with. All right, so um, the stress, that's one type. Then Mm -hmm. you just can't get there. That's another type. Right. Who are the people who, I mean, 
everyone. I mean, right? I mean, kind of urinary incontinence, it's like a human thing, right? It's mostly as you get older and mostly women. So this, it affects over 55 million Americans. It's very common. Um, and it, it can be related to childbirth. That's a very common thing. That So the more, women, the more children you have, the more likely you are to have urinary incontinence. And the older you are, the more likely you are to have urinary incontinence. Well, people, do, I mean, they must feel like a sense of embarrassment. I mean, uh, do people live with this? type of situation for a long time before they, they come and talk with you. We're talking with Dr. Zayner today. A, uh, uh, we're talking urinary incontinence, a urologist here at St. Mary Medical Center. And, um, and sometimes it's sad. We, we pass along really important information about how people can get help. But people live with these conditions kind of suffering in silence in a lot of uh, situations. I mean, just go to any local pharmacy. You'll see a whole aisle of urinary incontinence wear, the different types of underwear, the different kinds of pads. It is very common. And I want my patients to know that they can come and have treatment. There are options for you. You don't have to live this way. All right. So uh, benefit to going to your urologist is is getting that treatment, getting some answers. Exactly. And as a physician, I take the whole medical picture into account. Um, I'll go over your medications, your past medical history, any surgeries you've had, how many times you've been pregnant, the mode of delivery, and incorporate that with a physical exam in order to make the right plan for my patients. How about for men of a certain age who have some prostate issues Mm -hmm. maybe and um, struggle to make water? Right. And that is be very, very difficult. So to speak. Exactly. For many men, and especially as you get older, the prostate becomes a big factor in those things, too. So I work with my partners here in my office, and we make a multidisciplinary, multimodal plan for our patients with urinary incontinence, both men and women. Well, it, it was kind of eye-opening to see some of the different um, medicines, the medications that are available uh, in the lobby for people who are going through some of the things we're talking about here today on the St. Mary Healthline. Uh, great to be with you this morning, and uh, we are here with Dr. Zayner in her offices, so we got a little uh, uh, idea of some of the, the ways that you can help patients um, just coming in here. But before you help them, how do you diagnose urinary incontinence? Great question. So I like to start at the top and take a very detailed history, see what your intakes are, what your uh, fluid intake is, what kind of fluids, um, what sort of medications you take. Our patients take many medications. They have many medical conditions. All these come into account. And then I do an exam and then try to demonstrate the leakage. And often we can make a diagnosis right there in the office. But sometimes we do need to do additional tests, and those tests we can also do here in the office. Uh, What type of uh, additional tests would, would be involved? Great question. So we can actually measure the pressures of the bladder and how well the bladder holds urine and how strong the bladder squeezes in order to get the urine out. And we can also measure the resistance as well. And this test is called urodynamics. Um, Very fancy term for a simple test that we do here in the office. You don't need to fast. You just come in and we can take care of that for you, uh, you know, here in the office. I mean, uh, do people sometimes just need to drink more water? I mean, as simple as that might be, right? Get your fluids, and if it's the good old H2O, that might be the best way to help with your urinary incontinence. And sometimes the more you drink, though, the more you urinate. Mm. So there's this balance that, w- that men and women are trying to drink for their health, trying to drink for weight loss, many other reasons to drink a lot of water. But they're noticing that the unfortunate side effect is that you got to go to the bathroom more. <laughs> 
Is it something that can get worse? It can. And I think as we're living to older ages and having improved quality of life into our 60s, 70s, 80s, people don't want to live that way. And I guess like getting worse is just feeling those feelings of discomfort and uh, more often. And knowing where every bathroom is, knowing that they have to you know, time their trips, time their car rides, and have to bring di- diapers and depends with them. Like with the, with the stress-related stuff, is there physical stuff like with our organs down there that's going on that is like pushing the urine out? Very good question. So often what happens with childbirth is that the muscles, as a, as a baby comes through, those muscles get weaker over time. You know, we've talked about everything here on the St. <laughs> Mary Healthline. I think Jim did a show about the, the pelvic floor. Is that related to what, what we're talking about here with urinary incontinence? Absolutely. Those muscles get weaker over time, and the support to, the, to our organs gets less over time, and then you can leak more. More... More children, more likelihood that that's going to be the case? Correct. That's what our studies have shown, that the more uh, deliveries a woman has, the increased likelihood you are to have that kind of leakage. All right. So let's talk about some of the things I saw in the, uh, in the lobby. Like, it seems like there's medications. The pharmaceutical industry, they're developing new things all the time. And um, it oftentimes seems like there's a medication that can do very specific things inside the body, and uh, it really is remarkable. Uh, what are some of the ways urinary incontinence is treated? Um, medication? I mean, Absolutely. Uh, I often will start a patient on a medication when they come to see me to see if it will help, see if they can hold more urine, last longer between trips to the bathroom, have less leakage episodes. And if a medication works for them, then... Th- good for them. That is wonderful. Oh my gosh, you're, you're, you're changing people's lives, really. I mean, the way you have to go through each and every day. What are some of the, the um, I don't know, the stories you hear or um, some of the the situations where you're, you're, you're just wondering, why, why, why are you living um, so inconveniently? There was a woman who was at her children's, her grandchild's play, and she missed her grandchild's performance because she had to leave the auditorium and get to the bathroom in time because she didn't want to have an accident. Right. And that just broke my heart. And I really just, I felt for her and I really wanted to just make her life so much better. Well, I'm sure she, you know, in relating that type of scenario to you, it's a pretty sad story. I'm sure she is like kind of reliving that whole experience again. Um, And there's, there's ways to get help. And Mm -hmm. that's what we're, Talking about here today on WBCB with Dr. Zayner at uh, St. Mary the Healthline. Uh, so we're here talking about urinary incontinence uh, in her offices. And uh, this is part of the St. Mary campus, but you guys are kind of have your own space over here. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, it's very comfortable for patients. Very convenient as well. All right, we're going to step aside. We'll return in just a moment. Going to talk more about different treatments, different ways that you could really live a more comfortable life uh, through Dr. Zayner's help and uh, with the help of a comprehensive urology, the comprehensive urology specialist here at St. Mary Medical Center. We'll be right back with more of the Healthline in just a bit. Dear neighbors, our hearts live to fix yours. The St. Mary Cardiovascular Team stands ready to save your life in ways that are safer, faster, less invasive, and sometimes extraordinary. You see, that's our mission 
to treat you with brilliant technology and simple human kindness. Call 8447-SAINT-MARY or visit stmaryhealthcare.org slash heart. Ranger Station. Yeah, hi. I'd like to report a bear sighting in the forest. Uh-huh. One second I'm having a smoke. Next thing I know, I'm face-to-face with Smokey Bear. Wow. And he told me it only takes one spark to start a wildfire. Did you know nine out of ten wildfires are caused by humans? I had no idea. That's why Smokey's famous and you're not. If you see someone in danger of starting a wildfire, step in and make a difference. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Learn more at SmokeyBear.com. Only you can prevent wildfires. We now return to St. Mary Healthline. Okay, welcome back to the St. Mary Healthline. Here on WBCB, we're talking with Dr. Zayner about urinary incontinence. When you got to go, you got to go. And it is important to keep uh, a, a good, a healthy sense of humor, I think, sometimes around this field. Right, doctor? Absolutely. <laughs> so uh, why this type of medicine um, for, for yourself? Uh, What kind of led you down this particular path or or this particular passion? It's something that people don't talk about. You know, I always thought that grandma would talk about her diabetes or her heart problems, but she won't talk about the fact that she's in diapers. And it really affects your quality of life, especially as you get older. We're healthier as we get older, and people don't want to live this way. And I don't think that they should live this way either. It's like just reaching out a helping hand to folks out there listening right now. You don't have to suffer. You can get some help. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're going to walk you through, I guess, kind of the the different levels of, of treatment and care that uh, you guys can provide as uh, we go through, through the show. Um, I, what is that intake process like? I guess um, first you're looking for I, I, just some simple ways that could help, uh, drinking more water, behavior adjustments, that type of thing. Right. You know, timing your fluid intake, um, doing Kegel exercises, uh, doing a voiding diary, knowing how much liquid you're drinking and how much you're actually urinating can help give us a lot of information. Again, we heard about those Kegels during our pelvic floor show. We're, this is the health line here today. And um, uh, Dr. Zayner, you kind of specialize in women's urinary incontinence, especially women who have uh, dealing with urinary incontinence through childbirth. Um, what what types of uh, what types of scenarios can can help them? I mean, um, medicines are there? Can those Kegel exercises actually do something for them? They actually can, and we send patients all the time to our physical therapists, and they can make sure that they're doing the Kegels the right way. Um, give them exercises to do at home to make sure that they're doing them using the right muscles and doing them at the right time. Uh, you should do the Kegel exercises when you got to go. That's the time to do the Kegels. And does that just help you to hold it? I mean, the Kegel is like the holding muscle? Exactly. Kind of. it, You're it, flexing that holding muscle? Flexing that holding muscle, telling your brain, just wait a second. You can make it. Okay, so if that doesn't help you, though, your fluid management, you go through uh, trying to help your pelvic floor and um, – Drinking your fluid at the right time and mm-hmm. doing your exercises at the right time, then is it time for medication potentially? Potentially. And oftentimes patients will be started on a medication before they even see me. Their primary care doctor may have given them some medications to try, and they may be frustrated with that, and they, that may be why they're seeing me as well. 
What about side effects for medications? I mean, you hear these uh, commercials on the old television, and there's a whole litany of things. Um, and my, my sister actually was involved in some clinical trials at one point, and so they, they do have to mark down everything that happens to the patient, and those things aren't necessarily always related to the medication experience. But how about with urinary incontinence medications? Are there uh, a lot of side effects that patients have to deal with? Are, they, are, are the medications better than they used to be? Unfortunately, the medications do make you feel like you're thirsty. They can give you a lot of dry mouth and feeling of, of thirst, and they can also cause constipation. So many patients will come and see me and say, hey, doc, I tried these pills. They help my bladder, but man. I was thirsty, and that's why I stopped taking it, or the constipation was too much. And they, they're looking for other options. And do, do, do those side effects increase if someone is a, uh, an exerciser or leads a very active life? It may be, and everyone reacts to medications differently, too. Okay, so medication works for some, but maybe not for all patients? Right. What are some other options that maybe... Um, once you've gone through all of those other steps, you are going to consider. Right. So we like to call these our advanced therapies that we can offer patients that have overactive bladder or incontinence that is uh, not responding to the traditional medications or physical therapy. And there are three options for those. Uh, the first one is called Botox. I can inject Botox into your bladder. Kind of sounds a foreign concept. We're all familiar with Botox in our face for cosmetic reasons. Right. Uh, but believe it or not, we can actually inject this medicine directly into the bladder itself to allow the bladder to hold more urine and have less of those incontinence and leakage episodes. Wow. Okay, so to me that's amazing though. Not just um, Not just here, but Botox is used in other non-cosmetic types of, of medicine. Um, I don't know. I guess people, I, I wouldn't have thought that Botox was going to be able to be used in these types of ways. It's proving to be remarkable and it can really be life-changing for people. All right. So Botox, is that like a temporary thing? Are there more permanent solutions? We can also do uh, sacral neuromodulation, which is like a pacemaker that we give to patients to help to retrain that communication between the bladder and the brain, kind of help patients regain control over their bladder. Wow. So how does that communicate? Is it there? I mean, I guess that's like the central nervous system stuff. Um, but you're actually going to be sending signals from mm -hmm. your brain to this device so, or the device to the brain? Very good question. So what we do is we do a simple test in the office. We place small wires alongside your nerves to see how you would respond to this kind of therapy to help to retrain the bladder to have better response to those urges to urinate, to allow you to hold more urine and have less leakage episodes. Wow. So um, what's the third option? The third option is called tibial nerve stimulation, where we modulate the tibial nerve um, here in the office, and that also works very similarly to the sacral neuromodulation without needing to have an implant. All right, so that, that's right over our heads, I think. What is the tibial nerve? The, great question. The tibial nerve is in our ankle, and it actually, those nerves exit our spine the same place as the bladder nerves. Okay. So if what? You, <laughs> so if you can help, if you can affect your, uh, your bladder nerves by, by recruiting other nerves, we found that you have increased control over your bladder. Okay, so yeah, the tibia, right? That's your, mm -hmm. your shin bone, or yep, your, your leg yep, bone. Your leg bone. And that's connected to your bladder function. 
Correct, because that nerve exits your spine the same place as your bladder nerves. It's remarkable, but it works. So, like, if I really have to go somewhere, if I rub my ankle, is that going to, like, give me another 15 minutes where maybe I'll be able to make it without... (laughs) Having a problem? Well, many people, they tap their foot, and that's why you tap your foot, because it helps to calm your bladder down. How about that? Mm -hmm. We're learning things (laughs) here on the Healthline today. Great to have Dr. Zayner with us from St. Mary Comprehensive Urologic Specialists. Anything else you want listeners to know about urinary incontinence? I mean, I think big messages, there there are things that you could do to help yourself that, you know, you can find out a little bit more about. What else are we, what are, what are we missing though? You don't have to live this way. I think it's something that we, we don't talk about and you should talk to your doctor. Well, a lot of people do think, you know, that whole aisle in the um, uh, drugstore or at Walmart with all the urinary incontinence products and stuff like that is an inevitability and not the case. Correct. And that's why I'm very passionate about this. It should not be the case. And you can see your doctor and, and come see me and we can talk more about your options and the things you're experiencing to try to improve your quality of life. How long is the, the journey to that better life? I mean, once you come in, kind of what's the process like? I guess if some of these um, first steps help with um, improving your bladder control or your fluid management, then maybe the process is short. I guess it depends on kind of where along the process you find um, some relief. Right. And everyone is different and everyone responds to medications differently. So we tailor your treatment plan to you and what works for you and your lifestyle. You know, the other thing with all this medical stuff is the insurance people. And like, if you, you know, are they going to help me with my bladder? Um, are these things covered through most plans? Um, this type of uh, journey to a more comfortable life? Absolutely. So thank goodness. Thank goodness. They know that these, these advanced therapies are covered. And there's also with the medications, we make sure that patients aren't paying a lot of out of pocket to, in order to afford these medicines. Any, any tips to deal with incontinence? You know, we're tapping our foot now. That, that, that's helpful. Any other things like if you're, you're dealing with these types of issues that um, you've heard people, you know, patients relate to you that have helped them? Do the Kegel when you got to go. That helps to tell your brain to hold the urine. And then if your problem is at night, a lot of patients wake up a lot at night, try to limit your fluid intake before going to bed. Simple things, but it can make a big impact on your quality of life. I mean, is it helpful to, like, try to push your your willpower to a point where, like, I'm just going to take as much discomfort as I can and then... I'll finally go, and then maybe that's going to help me next time to, I don't know, uh, expand my bladder. I mean, I'm sure patients have those types of thought processes going on that if, if, I, if I really, I don't know, work towards more discomfort, maybe it's going to help me get better. Well, I don't want my patients to be uncomfortable. So, you know, we... being realistic in your bladder control and trying to set realistic goals, you know, if you can go from every 20 minutes to maybe at every hour. That would be a huge improvement in someone's quality of life. So please don't push yourself to hold your urine too much, but have realistic goals on how long you can go in between each bathroom episode. Well, I mean, that gives me, a, I mean, that's eye-opening to think about every 20 minutes or even every hour. Um, that really does cut into your ability to live mm-hmm. your life. Um, what, is that common? 
I do. Every 20 minutes, every 15 minutes? I have patients that do. They wake up every hour at night and they're going to the bathroom multiple times an hour during the day. I mean, at a certain point, do you run out of urine? <laughs> Great question. I no. mean, you still feel like you have to go, but there's right. nothing there to, to exactly. go? Exactly. Wow. Well, help out there with uh, Dr. Zayner and the comprehensive urologic specialists here at St. Mary Medical Center. We really appreciate your time today and uh, hearing a little bit about um, how you can help patients. How about for the guys? Um, I, I really saw some interesting stuff about medications and uh, Candace and I were talking about it where you can like shrink your prostate through um, different medicines and ways you can protect the prostate when you're going through uh, cancer treatments now. Really, really great stuff. Really. There's so many things for men these days where there's medicines they can take. There's also the prostate shrinking therapies we can do in the office or in the operating room. There's, And then when those things don't work, they can come and see me, and we have other things we can offer, like Botox or those other advanced therapies to men that have leakage episodes. So sometimes the process would be they go through that pro- prostate process, and when that doesn't work, then maybe they'll come to see Dr. Zayner. Absolutely. Well, always uh, answers here at Comprehensive Urologic Specialists, and find out about what St. Mary can do for you, stmaryhealthcare.org, to live a more comfortable life, to spread out those bathroom breaks to a little bit of a more reasonable, um, maybe the way they used to be. What Does urinary incontinence, is it like a, a slowly gathering thing? Is it Does it all of a sudden come on? Or um, do people say, geez, it used to be I could go all day and now then it was half the day and then now it's every 20 darn minutes very common story many Hmm. of my patients were teachers or nurses and they would just hold it all day long and now they can't um and they are they're bothered by this they can't go to the mall they can't sit through a movie at the movie theaters they're very bothered by it and it usually does creep up over time very common story and I guess, like, as it creeps up, you're not noticing it, right? right. I mean, that's the, that's the idea of these uh, slow-onset things is that, I don't know, it's like the ticking of the clock. You don't notice time going by, but it waits for no one. Exactly. Dr. Zayner, thank you uh, for being with us. And again, stmaryhealthcare.org is uh, the website for more info. And uh, I, I encourage you to find information if um, anything that we've been talking about resonates with you or Maybe even a family member, right? I mean, like you said, people getting together, they're not talking about these things, but it's part of life. It is. And as we get older, it is part of life. But please come see me to see how we can make your life better. Outstanding. Thank you so much for being with us here, the St. Mary Healthline on WBCB. And uh, we'll check you next week. We'll be back uh, with more great information. And I think it will be Jim next time as uh, we're filling in for Jim Foxwell. Always a tough act to follow with his zaniness and is like a morning zoo thing here. But we try to, you know, just get the, the straight info out when uh, I come over here to visit our medical professional friends at St. Mary Medical Center. This has been the Healthline. Thanks so much. And uh, we'll catch you next time.